All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to The Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. Now, Kev, how you doing, my man? I'm good. Waiting to go into a hockey game. Oh, nice. Um, we got lots to talk about about the uh, uh, the Edmonton Oilers. So I want to talk, you know, people will say, hey, Marc-Andre Fleury is available. And I think when people hear the name Marc-Andre Fleury, they're like, ah, he's such a good person. He's such a friendly guy. Everybody likes him. He's got a 1,000 games. He's got over five, you know, second all-time in wins. Like, this guy's amazing. And I, his pedigree, he's a, he's a first sure Hall of Famer. There's no question. But what first about ballot. today? What, how good is he today? Well, after a slow start to the season, what if I told you that his adjusted save percentage over the last two months actually isn't that far behind Stuart Skinner? Um, the environment in Minnesota has not been great this year. It's gotten better since the coaching change under John Hines. Um, and especially since then, He's outperformed it at a pretty significant margin. Now, that's going to be lost. I think the raw numbers, last time I checked the raw numbers, Jason, he was like just barely around 900. He might have even been below it. And a lot of people are like, he's done. But when you adjusted for the quality he's seeing, he's not. And we sort of saw that last year. Now, the one caveat is the playoffs haven't gone well for him in a little while, right? Like that's the sort of, as much as he has refined his game. And one of the things that makes him a first ballot Hall of Famer, his his willingness, even at age 39, even after all these years in the league, to constantly look for ways to get better. He's always sort of adapting his technique. And yet there are times when the pressure mounts, 
where in playoff situations we see, for lack of a better term, a little bit of the old Mark Andre Fleury come back. And that doesn't mean like, hey, listen, if you're throwing out like two pad stacks and butter stacks and poke checks, like that's okay because he actually manages those in in key key moments pretty well. Like he's always been consistently aggressive. But it's when he starts to get hyper aggressive with with his positioning, which has been the mo in pressure moments. That's where you start to get worried, where he goes outside of all those adjustments he's made and starts chasing a little bit. And there have been times, even in recent years, even even as he's evolved and improved the technical foundation, where that has crept back in in those pressure moments. And if you're getting the guy, you're getting them. I'm assuming in a sort of in case of emergency, in the playoffs, break glass option for the Edmonton Oilers, and that's. That's a little bit concerning, but night in, night out this year, especially in the last two months, he's been full value and a lot better than a lot of the raw numbers might indicate. You look at his cap it. So I look at the Edmonton orders and you have Calvin Pickard, who when he's a backup, he's played quite well. Now you have Jack Campbell in the minors who in his last 11 starts got a 921 save percentage. You have Olivier Rodrigue in his 14 starts as a 926 save percentage. If you're the order organization, do you think you need a backup? Because Stuart Skinner is clearly their starter. He's going to probably play 55 to 56, start 55 to 56 games. Do you need a, a better backup than the potential three of Edmonton? It's a tough question because if you're shopping for an upgrade, you're shopping with an, for an upgrade with the exact scenario I just painted in mind in case of emergency break class. Now, listen, that might not be Stuart Skinner stubbing his toe in the playoffs again. That might quite simply be an injury, right? And we've seen them around the league. That's the one thing I don't know that Skinner gets enough credit for, uh, his durability at a time when it's really hard to play consistently and steadily at a high level and stay healthy. Stewart's done that. Small sample, like it's, we're not into Connor Hellebuck territory, um, but he deserves credit for that. I don't, know, I don't know that he gets enough of it. But that's what you're shopping for. And I guess the question becomes, is that what you want to spend assets on? Um, because if you do need somebody else, if you're comfortable with Jack Campbell, then I would suggest you don't wait too long to get him back up here. And let's not forget, we still haven't seen Jack Campbell behind this Oilers team. We only saw Jack Campbell behind the team that couldn't defend the lick and was giving up rush chances at a rate amongst the worst in the National Hockey League. And frankly, at that point in the season, statistically at least, he was outperforming Stuart Skinner. So there's a part of me that says, hey, like if this is – if this is really an option, how much longer do you to wait before you see if it still works up here? Um, I talked earlier, and I haven't checked in recently, but around the new year, checking with goalie coaches that were watching Jackie in the American Hockey League, and they actually thought Rodrigue would be a better option at that point. Now, things can change over the course. That's three weeks ago now um, in terms of Jack being comfortable and confident in his game. At the end of the day, I don't know the answer. The Oilers have a better idea as an organization how comfortable they are with option B, C, and D. Uh, and ultimately their comfort level with that, not in a backup role, but if we're a cup, a team with cup aspirations and we think we might need to go to somebody at any point, whether it's for injury or inconsistency, do we need a better plan B option? Their belief in those three other guys, only they know. Um, but if you, if you do think you need that upgrade, as you said, Jason, it's going to be at the expense of probably acquiring other things because a lot of them come with increased cap hits, especially if you can't move Campbell the other way as part of a deal. Yeah, and I don't, I don't see how you can do that at three well, years. Well, exactly. Left, right? Not without huge incentives. Yeah, like Toronto doesn't have – everybody's freaking out about – Toronto's got three goalies. I don't see any goalie issue in Toronto. They're, gonna, they're, not, they're, gonna, they're just going to rotate and see which one of the three plays well. 
Now, listen, Toronto doesn't have a problem as long as Joseph Wall stays. When Joe, like their only problem right now is Joseph Wall's hurt. And if there are any questions about him getting back, but I watched him skate on the ice here in Vancouver. Uh, he was out early on Saturday morning ahead of a four o'clock start. It was just him and goalie coach Curtis Sanford. Um, I've had the pleasure of getting to know Joseph a little bit and talking to the people around him. Like, and this is ironic because we were just having the discussion about, hey, like, are you comfortable just going in with Stuart Skinner um, if you're the Oilers? And the way he's played, you should be. Joseph Wool was playing at an even higher level before he got hurt. He was working his way into the Vesna Trophy conversation before he got hurt. His goal saved above expected, even all this time later after that injury, remain, I believe, still top 10. He's over 10. Like, at a time when the Leafs are no longer what they were defensively, they're not as well def- good defensively as the Oilers are now, um, like they were the last couple of years, they lean more heavily on goaltending. I believe that Joseph Wall is up to that task. And so your question there is, can you get Samsonov rehabilitated enough, kind of like what Edmonton needs to do with Campbell, and do you trust Martin Jones if you need him in the playoffs? The reality is, much like Edmonton and Stuart Skinner, Toronto has their guy. And I think in Joseph Wall, they got their guy for the next five, six years. Like, I believe he's going to be a legitimate number one, much the way Stuart's projecting in Edmonton. I don't know that I trust Ilya Samsonov, frankly, but he has that upside. He plays a pretty scrambly game, but when he scrambles in the right times in the right situations, he got it done the other night in Seattle. He's a decent plan B, but I kind of look at the situation to be real similar to Edmonton. The only question about their number one is the fact he hasn't been in the situation very much and he's still relatively young. Other than that, there's a lot to like about both goaltenders as rising number ones in the National Hockey League. What about Mrazek in Chicago? Uh, That's a really good question, Jason, and I actually hadn't looked up the numbers, and I probably should have. Um, Tough situation. Your expected save percentage is going to be low. You know, I I lean on guys that watch him on a nightly basis, maybe a little more than the numbers. Um, His adjusted save percentage trends around 30th. He's still above water. He's plus .07%, which, hey, like, that's ahead of some other names that might surprise people. It's ahead of Andre Vasilevsky right now. It's ahead of Igor Shesterkin over the past couple of months. Alexander Georgiev. Like, so he's been pretty good for them. The issue to me... With Mrazek and talking to Darren Pang, who this morning, because they're obviously here in Vancouver tonight, um, he thinks he's been really good, especially at home. The thing with Mrazek is he's an acrobat, right? If you need dynamic, and the Blackhawks do right now, they're giving up chances and, you know, they compete, but they need their goalie to steal games. And he's stolen more games than any goalie in the NHL. The question is can he be the same guy behind a good team? Because a lot of the extra movements that come with the flow he plays with, the athleticism that he uses to sort of make some of the spectacular saves that allows him to have more stolen wins than any other goalie in the league at this point, Hmm. also tends to lead to more bad goals at times. There's a lot of extra moving parts. And so if you're a team that's solid defensively, that doesn't need an acrobat, that just needs a guy to be steady... It's a fair question to ask. I'm not critiquing him. I'm not saying he can't be. But the question right now is, he's a really good goalie right now on a bad team. Can he be a good goalie on a great team? And for teams that have cup aspirations, it's a question I think they have to ask themselves. I know there are teams that ask that question of Markstrom. He's super busy right now. He leads the league in goals saved above expected. If we plug him into a great defensive environment, are we getting the same benefit that the Calgary Flames have been this year? Putting, asking him to stop bullets in his teeth on a near nightly basis. And so good goalie in the spot he's in right now, 
but fair to ask questions about whether he'd be a help for a lot of teams come playoff time because the environment and the pressures change considerably. And uh, one last one, uh, UC Saros. The Preds are here on Saturday. What's up with Saros? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. You know, overall, the numbers are down below expected. And then, I, I, you know, as I was filtering some numbers to run Stuart Skinner, I was surprised to sort of see where Stuart Skinner's been in the last couple of months. And I don't even know if I mentioned that, like ahead of some really big names, like the list of guys ahead of Skinner over the last two months in adjusted save percentage is really short. It's like Markstrom and Hellebuck, Joey Decord, Alex Lyon, the list of guys below him, Swayman, Allmark, Charlie Lindgren, who's been a great story all year. Um, you know, you think of Thatcher Demko, who's a Vezina candidate, you know, he's a full percentage point where below where Stuart Skinner has been in the last couple of months. Um, but then when I looked at the same list, lo and behold, Yusuf Saros isn't that far below. So I think it's been just a season of inconsistency for UC Saros. He still has that high level. He got off to a better start than he typically does is normally a slow starter. And then he dipped right through mid December since then last couple of months, um, you know, or li- like since mid-November, there's been ups and downs, but overall, still a guy who's showing capabilities of being that elite number one goalie like he was for the last two seasons. So, you know, it hasn't been the season we've come to expect from the previous two consistency-wise for UC Saros, but clearly when the numbers add up to this overall over the last two months, he still has that ability to steal games for the National Predators. Maybe they're just a team that's asking him to do it a little too often. Yeah, that's probably a little bit of it. And then... uh We'll see if he can shut down the orders, potentially going for 16 games in a row on, uh, on Saturday night. So it's quite, and Stuart Skinner doesn't surprise, Stuart Skinner's been unbelievable here for, uh, for a long stretch of time. He has been exceptional in games. I, I honestly, the, the only goal that you'd question was a goal that got called back for being offside the other game. 
Uh, that's it. He has been he's been remarkable for the Edmonton Oilers for a long stretch of time here, and it uh, looks like he'll play tomorrow, and then probably get the day off against Chicago, and then play again on Saturday. And he's projected to be. If I look at my numbers, I think as long as they're smart in the second half, Kev, or after well, technically, I guess not second half, but. After the All-Star break, they have 37 games, eight sets of back-to-back. If Stuart Skinner plays 23 games out of the 37, then he'll make 56 starts. If it's 24, it's 57. I don't think that's exactly, right? That's the it, number you want. It, that's, that's your sweet spot right there. Teams no longer talking about 60, 65. 55 is your sweet spot. We talked about his durability. He's still a young guy. Like, I'm with you, Jason. And, and, and it's a good reminder, right? Like, what were we talking about when things were going so poorly? We were talking about the environment, right? And being so bad against the rush since they've improved that his numbers are off the chart. As we said at the time, Stuart Skinner did not forget how to play goal. And yet the pressure that came with that start for the entire team, but for him as a second year, number one goaltender in the NHL, Sometimes even I forget as a big Stuart Skinner backer who, who said at the time he didn't forget how to play goal. Sometimes I even I forget how much pressure that is in that market, in any Canadian market. And the growth mindset, the way he answers questions after games, even after loss, the way he owns responsibility. Man, there's so much to love about that kid. And so you're happy from the outside as an observer to see that recognition come uh, and to see him have this success because it couldn't have been easy. Like a lot of times, and, and hey, Dustin Schwartz has gotten hammered on in that market too. A lot of times when things go that poorly, goalies, goalie coaches, you might start to chase changes. And while you're always trying to evolve and improve, if you go outside of your foundation chasing change, things usually go poorly. And so credit to both of them to sort of doubling down on what they do well. Don't ignore the things that aren't going well, but just to sort of regroup as a partnership, but also Stuart Spinner as a young number one. Man, like just deserves massive credit for that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, lots of pressure. Just like people freak, oh, he had one play. Yeah, you mean he was a rookie in the playoffs his first time in the playoffs didn't go great? Like Connor McDavid's or many other forwards or defensemen? Like, I don't, I don't put too much stock in what happened last year in the postseason for Stuart Skinner this coming season in the, in the postseason. Not to mention the, uh, you know, the orders were pretty leaky at times defensively. Now, he wasn't as good as he wanted. There was two goals at key times. Uh, you know, in game five, the goal from the point. I'm sorry, that can't go in, but, um, First time in, I think he'll be a lot better this year. He prides himself on mental toughness, and, and I think he showed that this season. As always, Kev, great stuff, man. Enjoy the game tonight. I will. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week.